Hey everyone, this is Joshua Milrad, King Tall from the original Beastmaster film, telling you to check out Charlie and Dan. Their podcast is awesome. It's called Give Me Back My Action Movies. Check it out. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. You know, every two weeks you hear my subdued, docile, fragile little voice welcome you to the show, and then I introduce Charlie. What's that supposed to mean? And then we introduce Nate. Yes, this Although, is me. Grunts. He's still going for some reason. I don't. I don't. Did someone someone pull his string and shut him down? You know, we didn't hear Nate on the last uh, offing from us, which was the very special episode. Yeah, our interview episode. Yes, Nate, we missed you on. I missed you on that. I'm uh, sorry. I was looking at flowers. <laughs> Were you reading some women's magazines? No. I went to the Franklin County Conservatory. Your voice is not going to hold up to that the entire episode, Bubba. This is my Batman Clint Eastwood voice. Your Batman Clint Eastwood voice. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, Penguin? (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're thinking. Was there six batarangs or five that I threw? It's not bad. I like that. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, I feel like uh, this new Robert Pattinson Batman movie is missing a lot of Clint Eastwood. Uh, Speaking of which, Nate, do you have any desire to go see that thing in the theaters? Yeah, it's got like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like destroying it. Nate's like super fan hype. And the fact that the Riddler is based off the Zodiac, I am all on board. Yeah. Um, Nate's been getting the Domino's Batman pizza delivered to him every day <laughs> the little it's, caesars oh is it little, little caesars calzone. i don't even know <laughs> i need to figure yeah. out oh how i'm gonna sneak that pizza into the theater cody's working on it i think we got a good plan when it comes to little caesars all i can say instead of pizza pizza is shits shits because that's what it is well there the went shit. that sponsorship. i was gonna say we lost that sponsorship. <laughs> you know what real <laughs> fast i don't want little caesars money all right i don't, I don't, want, get... I don't want their shitty blood money Basically, we're going to do a movie now, because that's what we usually do. <laughs> we did yeah. one damn yeah. pick. Yeah, it's a damn pick. You actually wanted to pick one. This is your movie. Yeah, it's Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Obviously. It's yeah, because that's what it says on the when you looked and it said Heartbreak Ridge. That's what this You know what? We're going to. Uh, can we Rick Ashley roll these people one time and just put a, a, a title of a movie up there and then do something completely different? Ooh, we I could, like but. That. Don't set them up for that. It should just come as a surprise. Yeah, we'll oh. do it three years from now because now it's all oh, going to yeah. be everyone's like memory. Hey, everyone, forget that last part. <laughs> Cut it. Delete it. Get rid of it. Uh, I I already said I had to try and take the keys back away from you two monkeys. So let's uh let's get this I trailer. Didn't think for this is going to happen. <laughs> Play the trailer, please. I'm playing the Tra- trailer. Trailer boy, roll Hit the it. credit. Trailer boy, huh? That's what we're going with. You knew who I was talking to. Therefore, I have, 
I have grease. no control, so it, it I'm the only one. The I only I'm the only one with a button. Yeah, so you're trailer boy. I have a pin. Okay. I am the trailer man. I, All right, trailer man, hit there it. There we go. Sergeant Tom Gunny Highway, Congressional Medal of Honor winner, over 30 years in the Marine Corps. His battles never end. I think war's just been declared. Why don't you just sit there and bleed a while before you taste some real pain? Bad whiskey, bad sex, and bad men, I never forget. You didn't talk dirty like that when we were married. Always, only you were never there to hear it. Well, I asked for Marines. The division sends me relics. Recon platoon kicks butt. Gunny, my weapon's jammed. This is the AK-47 assault rifle, the preferred weapon of your enemy. And it makes a distinctive sound when fired at you, so remember it. Strip off those t-shirts. Gunny, we're all the same. The same as me. How the hell are we supposed to know what kind you of t-shirt? You improvise, you overcome, you adapt. Now get off those damn t-shirts now. Recon! First for two win. How do you figure? The man cheated. I say he improvised. He cheated. He adapted, he overcame. I'll put my life takers and heartbreakers up against anyone, any place, at any time. We're going to war, man. To the island of Grenada to assist in rescuing American citizens there. Get on your feet, Highway! With all due respect, sir, you're beginning to bore the hell out of me. Clint Eastwood, Heartbreak Ridge. Hey, did you know Clint Eastwood was in that movie? Oh, two things, Zach uh, was in this. Two, two, two things about that. Uh, that or it was uh, someone's uh, 80-year-old grandmother that smoked uh, Paul Malls her whole life. One of the two, that voice. Let me tell you, Gunny. Yeah. So, okay. Two things about that trailer. One, that's not the original trailer. That's the Charlie Chase edited version of the trailer because the original trailer sucked ass. It Second, <laughs> it's really weird, and I don't know how you promote a movie with the original trailer. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah. I don't think it did very well. Second of all, that trailer was in chronological order. Yeah, that, that was also happen. very weird. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If ever. Not- Probably this so, was the only time they did it, and they went, well, that was too awkward and uncomfortable. Never again. Yeah, so the original trailer was like two and a half minutes. It was a mixture of just dialogue, no backing track, then backing track, then weird cuts to just line, you know, the famous lines from the movies, a, um, a line we can't play in 2022, mm. and it was just very disjointed, so I... I edited it down to like a, a minute and a half and I actually added music in. So I literally was splicing and dicing this trailer to make it tolerable. It's not perfect, but it's the best I can do. Okay. So this movie came out opening weekend was December 7th, 1986. Of course, Pearl Harbor day. And the budget for it was an estimated $15 million. The opening weekend in the U S and U.S. Light, a.k.a. Canada, <laughs> was 8,100,084. Actually, you know what? Canada's not U.S. Light. Canada is like Europe Light. 
Europe light. Okay. Yeah, because if you go to like BC, British Columbia, and look over there, all the stuff looks real like English, and then like PEI is pretty much like kind of like Ireland ish. And never mind. Uh, gross worldwide was about forty-two million, uh, just a shade under forty-three million, yeah. and it ran for two hours and ten minutes. It did. It did. Would you like to know it's the aspect all... ratio as well? Sure. Sure. Uh, Why not? One point eight five to one. I don't know if that makes a difference to anybody. Oh, it changed everyone's worldview of this. I yep. thought so. Everyone's going to run out and go uh, get it in that aspect ratio. Charlie, guess who directed this movie? Ah, uh, gee, let me think. Nope, uh, one G. Gene Clint Hackman. Ha- Clint Howard. No. 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 Clint Howard's ugly brother. No, that Clint Howard is the ugly brother. No. Unless you're, unless you're talking about Ron Howard <laughs> as Clint oh. Howard's ugly brother. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Which one's Clint Clint Howard? is the attractive one. Uh, he was the ice cream man. Was he the one that was in Stargate, the TV series? Probably he just kind of shows been, but up. He was in Star Trek as a kid, the original oh. series. Oh, little bald-headed alien-looking kid. That was anyway. actually just Clint Howard as a forty. He's in the race. Yeah. yeah, he's got yeah. the Benjamin Buttons disease. Oh, he's the one that always has a bald nugget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. definitely in the Stargate that, stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. He's the good no. This one. was this. He was, was the true. one that, that operated the Stargate machine back in the mountain. Cool. You remember more than I do. No, this was uh, directed by Clint Eastwood. Yes. Yeah. And starred Clint Eastwood. It did star Clint Eastwood. You're right. Star. This movie had a bunch of people in it that if you look, you go, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, yeah, I know that lady. Oh, yeah, I know that person. Uh, I mean, Mario Van Peebles was in this thing. More famously famously known for Full Eclipse, though. That's his big ticket movie. Definitely, he's known for... Full Eclipse and Highlander 3, if that movie happened to exist. Final Dimension. Yes. Yes. Actually, I, I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen anything else that he was in. You ever see Solo? No. He was not Han Solo, Dan. That's Nate. Charlie keeps again. thinking this, and I don't understand <laughs> it. We, Me and Pete yeah, explained that to knows. you. And you for any, are a anyone... figment of my imagination, so you're not real. Can't and if anyone's wondering what we're talking about, go back and check out our full eclipse episode because the higher up the numbers get, the more pissed off Pete gets. Plug. <laughs> I plug my own damn show. <laughs> <laughs> so All Dan, right. why'd you pick this movie? Um well because you got it was, the shoes. Yeah. So it was between this and another option, which yeah. I don't remember what it was at this point now. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah. So it was between this and Big Trouble in Little China. And I yeah. love Big Trouble in Little China, but you two promised me a Big Trouble in Little China month. Well, Nate threw the idea out of a, which I'm still trying to figure out how we do a Big Trouble in Little China month. Like, I, I could hey talk man. about it for about a month. What's yeah, the I could talk about it for a month, too. Well, see, yeah. there's already a podcast that their entire show is about Big Trouble in Little China. Wait a minute, wait. Oh, wow. Are sh- okay. Wait. Are you <laughs> shitting me right now? No. No. I gotta go. Thank God. Um, no, you there's literally. Tell me what the hell is going on. I I don't know what's gotten into you two. Um, this is starting. Girl to Scout get... cookies are available. Is that it? Just kind of happens. <laughs> okay, I'm back. All right, it was awesome. I binged them. Did you say something about Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, they're no, back. That's no, why we can't no, contain we... ourselves. How much are those a box, man? I... Five bucks. You can get them DoorDash to you. 
Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I can get them DoorDash to me? Yes, you have I'm to right buy back. three boxes. He's going to go DoorDash some Girl Scout cookies. It was dangerous information to know. I can't wait till he gets his own show where he can act out like this on his own show. <laughs> I don't know. No. Can I uh, uh, give the three mi- or three sentence synopsis? That yes, way I can Nate. Then explain my your, confusion about get, this it, movie. It, it, it was too expensive to DoorDash him. They charge too much. Okay. Nate, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Go. Samoans. Charlie. Samoa, not Samoans. Same difference. <laughs> Nate, you leave your desire to snuggle with the rock out of this. Never. Yeah, good point. Wait, wait we get to snuggle with the rock? He's gone again. Okay. All right. So, Charlie, what's yours? Samoas. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> it's either tag, peanut butter tagalong. Ew. I do have a thing of tagalongs in the other or room. Thin Ew, no. Yeah, Nate, no, I don't do thin minutes. Three minutes synopsis, me. Charlie, hit the button. Oh, God bless. I'm about to <laughs> mute his ass. Nate, you ready before I hit this button? Because you're... Let me get my bat wood out. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, your bat wood? I, oh, no, I mean my my Batman Eastwood. Oh, that yep. makes a lot. That's, that's, yeah, that probably that's makes a different thing. Just tell me when you're ready. I'm ready, Charlie. <laughs> Good. A decorated veteran with a broken heart. Unruly rookie recruits. Only blood can bond them. I love it. I love it. Nate's got this down pat. All right, he, so fun story when he you spends guys a week this movie, making these. So I just yeah, I do spend a lot of time, a lot of thought process. It's not like he writes that never last thirty seconds minute. before we go live. It's never while we're recording me just like Ooh. nope, nope. This man's a professional. He has one job and he does that well. Go so, ahead, Nate. <laughs> I read the plot to this movie. I was like, oh, cool, we're gonna do this. And then yeah. after I read the plot, I went, oh shit, this isn't Kelly's Heroes. <laughs> so I was like instantly confused. I didn't want to bring it up to you guys, so I was really excited. I went, I don't know if I've seen this movie, but I really love Kelly's Heroes. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, are we doing Kelly's Heroes on this one? No, <laughs> no. Because I've seen that one more than I've seen Heartbreak Ridge, so I could do that one right now if you want to. Here's, was that an option? If that was an option, I would totally have picked that one over you this said one. You got two options, and these were the two that you picked, and then you didn't pick Kelly's Heroes. And the whole time, I'm like, shit, I didn't know about this Eastwood like war movie. And then as I'm watching, I'm like, well, maybe. But as you're going through, like, it's literally a remake of Major Pain. So then I was really confused. It really is. How can it be a remake when it came out before? Because Don't ask he- questions. Dude. Clint went back in time. The Swede is really the little boy who uh, is afraid of the, the boogeyman. Boogie. Yeah, no, no, yeah, and and that's what he's based on. The little boy is based on the Swede, and the they uh, look just alike. Yeah, and the you're gonna feel a little pressure. That guy who got his finger snapped, he was uh, Van Peebles. He look it up, Van dude. Pe- dude, I thought you were prepared when we do this show. Me or Nate? Yes, I am prepared. <laughs> I have drops. I know what movie we watched. 
I'm just trying to comprehend the fact that Dan and I had a conversation yesterday about war movies and we're talking about Kelly's heroes that Nate was nowhere near us about and Nate thought he was supposed to do Okay, <laughs> Charlie, Kelly's can hero. I add another movie to my five top act, uh, army military war movies? Because It can't be Major Pain. No, no, it's going to be Kelly's heroes. I thought you added that one in there. I probably already did, didn't I? I, mean, I think it was like your second pick. It was, yeah, yeah. So it was like, okay, it was Kelly's Heroes, Fury, Memphis Bell. Uh, Great Escape. Uh, or no, no you want a dirty, do- you want a dirty, dirty yeah, dozen. Dirty Dozen and um, Full Metal Jacket. Ooh, yeah. I like this. You go, Charlie. You go. Uh, mine was uh, The Great Escape, which Dan and I agreed it was a war movie. Yeah. Hard, soccer. I'd say so. Yeah, Heartbreak Ridge. I love this movie. I did agree with Dan. Fury is phenomenal. Just watched it again this weekend. Um, Memphis Bell is on my top five list, and good war movie. I think I'm gonna go with like Platoon. It, eh, no, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket's better than Platoon. Just the first half of Full that Metal first Jacket. Hour. Okay. Yes. Asterisks. Full Metal Jacket's two movies. It is, it is. the first it half really of is. that movie. As if I have to count an entire movie, I think Platoon as a whole movie is way up there. But the first part of Full Metal Jacket is unbelievable. It's beyond. I can't believe you didn't say Hot Shots part. Yeah. War. It's fantastic. It is. Uh, let's see. Nate, if I had to go, um, obviously, The Dirty Dozen, mm-hmm. the original Inglorious Bastards. Let's go one. Enemy at the Gates. Oh, that is a good one. That's a good one. Um, there's some sniping going on in that one. Yeah, there's nothing mm-hmm. but sniping. Saving Private Ryan, obviously. What about Saving Ryan's Privates? That's totally that's another different list. Movie. Don't Google yep. it. Yep, different oh, list. Oh, a different movie? Yeah. Cameron, and I'd like that one. <laughs> probably Black Hawk Down. Mm. That would be mine. That's not bad. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. There's okay. a lot of great ones from the 60s or 70s, but it's been a while since I've seen. So, like, I would have to do, like, but now that I'm in my 30s. Stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm into barbecuing ha- and Hamburger World Hill. Hill you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Midway. Fantastic. Love Midway. Yeah, uh, Bridge Too movie. Far. That was another movie that I thought this could have been, but Clint Eastwood isn't even in See, that. See, Bridge so. Over the River Kwai yeah. is a fantastic movie, too. I think. Torah, Torah, Torah. Tora. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, so good. Battlefield Earth. No. Fantastic. The Great Battlefield of Earth. That's a war movie. No, no. It shouldn't even be a movie. Reign of Fire. All those Mm, soldiers that died during the Great Dragon War. Right? That's a war movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. Okay. No, no, no. Wait, wasn't there a movie just called War? Probably. No wars happened in that movie, though. Hmm. I didn't watch that one. Liz, you did watch this. Jason Statham and Jet Li. I think we watched it oh. together. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. That's <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah. Okay. I watched that one. Uh, I'm glad we all agree. Okay. Uh, where are we at here? We've done three sentence synopsis. We've mm-hmm. done the trailer. You've yes. done all the other stuff. Um, where do you want to start with this movie? Um, let's start at the beginning. That's usually a good way to do it. I think so. Usually. Yes. So the reason I have a affinity for this film and i do have a nostalgic feel a lot of the films that we've done so far i don't have a ton of nostalgia for some of them but this one i do and this one actually um jokes aside sitting here next to me aside of me get it 
was no. because when it came out on VHS, I walked the block and a half down to the little corner video store where I would get NES games mm-hmm. and rented it to watch with my grandfather. Yeah. And my grandfather um, did a lot of raising of me. I probably mentioned him multiple times. And uh, he was a World War II vet. And he liked Eastwood. He he preferred the Westerns because he said the scenery was a lot better. But we, so we got this movie and we watched this one together. And he really liked this. So we ended up buying it and, and everything else. I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember right. Because we watched it a bunch. Um, so that's one of the reasons that this movie um, means something to me. Is it's one that I remember watching quite a bit with my grandfather. Right. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, and that's the first time I watched this was it was one of those times dad brought home a movie that because, you know, we all got to pick our own. That was dad's pick. And I'm guessing he'd already seen it because I we barely even got home. And he goes, you you'll be able to watch the one I bought. And I was like, or you know, rent it. And I was like, really? You've already seen it? And he's like, yeah. So I immediately was thrown into Heartbreak Ridge, uh, probably 14 or 15, something like that when i first watched it let me um, guess what did, what did you what what did you rent that night dude i i have no clue man i what do you I, mean? I, I rented a ton of stuff yeah but you remember everything else your dad rented how about do you not remember what you rented was it not any good i wasn't very good. you're asking me what i rented that night i can tell you movies i've rented but to rent the same movie that the same night dad rented a movie i don't remember did you rent volume three of the pac-man cartoon the pac-man ghostly adventures no i feel like that wouldn't even be available yeah yeah. i don't even think that was on vhs next question maybe yeah go ahead nate Nate, when when you uh last uh, night i really (laughs) yeah you realized this was a killer heroes (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) this definitely though I probably have seen as a kid and it was probably with dad or with one of the uncles, you know, like it's a Clint Eastwood movie and it's a war movie. Like if you were raised like us, you, you get to just, you see one of these at some yeah. point. Because <laughs> like, war, it's fantastic. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Classic I, white suburbanite male thing. Watch war movies. That's, what you that's do, man. none of what we are. I mean, I'm white, but we're not suburbanite. Like I said, we're, I'm we're in my 30s now, now, so it's just country. War two movies and barbecuing. Yeah, and see, you know what? He's I'm turned all into, for it. and he he mows the mows the grass, flops, yeah, flops to go check the mail. Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, see, Nate's turned into everyone's dad. Nate is now the official podcast network dad. He's like literally you know how like Sag, you know how like Sagat, you know how like Sagat was America's dad. Now Nate is the podcast network's dad. Nate is literally the youngest one in the podcast. Yeah, network. but he does the most dad stuff. Does children, he? Children, children. See that? Well, no, that actually brings up my point. How many kids you got, Nate? That we know of. <laughs> <laughs> that are accounted for. Hey, man, my taxes are my taxes. See? Thirty-two <laughs> dependents is thirty-two dependents, and I can't hear you otherwise. Okay, I do believe the dad. Grid, uh, the grades of dad, we are above Nate by quite a bit here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't wear uh, flip-flops to go check the mail. I don't even check the mail. <laughs> yeah, see? Truth is, you don't even need the mail, Charlie. 90% of it's junk. 
and then almost yeah. everything else is online. What the heck is mail for? Except you got to see the flyer I got today that had a shotgun with the American flag painted on it. I did see that, and I'm a little five hundred dollars at Vance's Outdoors. <laughs> that even I'm not getting flyers for firearms in my mailbox. That, that makes ups- that makes sense. And here in Ohio, you don't even need to be trained to carry it. Do you not? You don't have to I take a class. I guess you can just I open think carry. Oh no no oh no no no! They just passed a bill in the house that. Uh, eliminates the training for your concealed license. But now it has to it has to go to the governor to go, now. Was, yeah, you still have to go get a license though. Yeah, but all you have to do now is just walk in, give them thirty five bucks, and sign the thing, and they they you can carry. They still background check you though, don't you? Yeah, probably. I mean, even in Virginia, I had to fill out paperwork, and they had to call the sheriff and all that stuff. To oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do that stuff, but I mean, yeah, but you can still you can get around that. Can I carry a sword? Yeah. Okay. Actually, you can carry a sword, sword without a license right now. Okay. You can carry nunchucks. I'm in. Okay. That's all we had to say. I'm in. And a blowgun. Sure. And an axe. I always carry an axe. We had a conversation he about does. that. He does. He's got proof. Pete did. I do have proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't we never did share that it. picture, though. Dan knows. That's Dan's been here. I know the axe. Yeah. He knows the axe. He knows the sword. A axe. There's multiple. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's one in the there's one in the van. Now Charlie's giving me this look of like quit talking about all my axes. That see, Dan knows about the van axe. All my axes live in taxes, Virginia. That's not the song. Yeah, well, it's well, technically neither is what I sang. Right. So Heartbreak Ridge was a action movie that we, like I said, that we watched, and like I said, there's people in it, and you go, oh yeah, I know who that is, or I've seen that person before, or whatever. Um, but honestly, even looking through their IMDb, I'm like, uh, I'm sure these people are in other stuff, but I don't really know them. Like the it, only other name I really knew was Van Pebbles. Peebles. Same thing. No, it's not. No. Pebbles you was know, on Flintstones. Put some respect on his name. Put a little <laughs> respect on that. A little respect. You know what? If I had to choose who I'd rather go out and eat chicken nuggets with, Van Peebles or him who Seagal I think (laughs) he's out of the country right now so if we say it three times he won't show up oh good where's he at Ukraine you Russia yeah makes sense yeah yeah (laughs) is he actually there uh he is somewhere near the area and there was an article that ended up being parody that he was with them uh, in Ukraine, but that was debunked. As what side is he on? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. He can't kick anyone's ass. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but this movie, like, you, you watch this stuff and you go, "Oh yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy, whatever." But I don't really know a lot of these other people from anything else. Like I said, the- Van Peebles, you know, obviously. And honestly, I got to be truthful here. The only other person I know was the guy that was profile Tom yeah. Billard cuz he was even, in one crazy summer even Jackie recognized him she's like i recognize that guy yeah i, even, I always yeah. have the problem with like military movies is like when you put everyone in like the same uniforms and stuff it's hard for me to like distinguish unless you're very uh character like like Van Peebles is in this or Clint Eastwood like you, you got to have that kind of like over the top performance for me to be like oh now i know who's Who's who. you, you do realize, though, that's Makes the sense. the entire point of the military uniform. uniforms. Yeah. 
I know. But when you're watching a movie, you know, sometimes like like Black Hawk Down, for example, like if you're not fully paying attention, sometimes it's hard because everyone has a shaved head in that movie, you know? Yeah. It's it's just one of those things. High and tight. Um, nice. With yeah, me, exactly. one of the things that this movie stuck out to me was like how it kind of takes the same formula but still keeps it fun of a bunch of ragtag people coming together to overcome a challenge. This is one of those that I feel like it kind of, it easily could have gone goofy funny, but it stayed just funny enough with it being still a serious but type movie. To me, it was so weird seeing like Clint Eastwood deliver like comedic one-liners in his drill sergeant voice yeah like yeah. it was so odd like i was like his voice this never changed in this movie <laughs> Not at all. but like it was just really strange <laughs> like to to hear him delivering these lines to see van peebles kind of like playing a joke i'm like this guy's in the marines like but like it all comes together the uh, I got to say, though, that's probably the one thing about this movie that I feel like would never have uh, flown, even in real life, was that particular group of guys getting away with everything they were getting away with. Yeah, it felt very, uh, not Hogan's Heroes, but like uh, McHale's Navy Mm. or Sergeant Blinko. Yeah, I mean, it it had that, but yeah, I think it's Bilko. Um, But yeah, it was like they they had no commanding officer. Like when he got there, there was no one. Yeah, because he was in charge to it, of them. Because right at the very beginning of the movie, he's once again in court for being drunk and disorderly. Disorderly. <laughs> wow. It is. We are the... wordsmiths tonight, guys. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Professional Ooh. podcasters who cannot talk. We don't need. We, are, we, we don't need licenses for this, guys. Well, that's true. We just have to. <laughs> This is open carry podcasting, boys. (laughs) Just got to pay 20 bucks a month and we're good to go, boys. (laughs) So, yeah. So, you're right, Nate. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I I get what they're doing. It was Animal House meets, you know, pick a war movie. But there's no way in hell that that would be happening. No. Not not no, at all. Not at all. Um, no, no top brass would be letting that fly. It's no bottom and, brass would be letting that fly. No, but I mean, well, I mean, the dude that was in, you know the major that was in charge was letting it fly. I mean, they had well, that guy was a dick bag. But I mean, it was just this complete, you know, like um, Mario Van Peebles could just basically go anytime yeah, he wanted he was to just to a bar time at a bar, just rocking out. Uh, what was the other guy's name that literally disappeared for like, yeah, a third of the movie because he's raising, trying to raise his kid and he gets a job. I'm like, that definitely isn't happening. You're not getting off base without anyone knowing. No, they're just coming and going as they please. Like, yeah, this was whatsoever. This was such like a, I I got, it was like college. You're right. It's like animal house, but let's put it in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it honestly didn't even need the Grenada like conflict in the last like thirty minutes of it. But I get it's like it's a war movie, so we got to show them boots well, on the ground. It, 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 it has a war movie for thirty minutes. Yeah, but it needed that to show what he was doing was what they had accomplished. You know, yeah, it, I they do had feel to feel like this movie could translate to a, like a really well 
eight episode HBO like miniseries, you know? I don't know. Mm. I, I feel I like I it could do a really well, like, you know, you take the same like concept and just kind of stretch it out into a miniseries. Why do you always want to stretch mm-hmm. out movies when I'm sitting here going, I could probably shave this sucker down to a tight hour 45? Because we now live in a world where Netflix makes you binge everything. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I sat here with a trailer that was two and a half minutes and I got that sucker down to a tight one and a half. I think I could take this whole movie, clean out some of the crap we don't need, and I could have us a nice, tight, war action movie. I like when he shows up to his ex-wife's house and says, buy you a beer, and he and pulls up a with six a six-pack. That was so smooth. <laughs> was it smooth, Nate? Is it that was how so he, smooth. Is that work. from the, the handbook? Yeah, I was going to say it didn't work. And he ends up throwing his beer back at her front door whenever he leaves. Yep. I, like, I like when he referred to the uh, Cosmo as Panther Piss. That was a good one. So do we just want to we'll just go through our favorite lines in this movie, you know, because Hostile projectiles, I, there was a moment where they were coming out is like so fast. So I was like, I can't even write these down. Like, well, there's, you know, this movie, Dan and I this is one of another one of those movies. Dan and I talk about or reference all the time. Yeah. It, and it always it, there's two. So the first one is I don't think so, babe. Sweet. Danny, I'd like you to meet my big friend, Sweet Johansson. Sweet just got out of the brig. He looked like Brock Lesnar. He looked like the the 80s version of the mountain. Yeah. Rip your head off and shit down your neck. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know how that guy would have ever actually been a Marine. He to be that built and thighs the size oh, of freaking. I'll tell you why. Because in the Army and the Marine, actually in all branches, I'm pretty sure, maybe not Navy or Air Force, but I know Army and Marine for sure. They have soldiers that their entire their entire job is to do nothing but lift weights and go on like. Um, uh, PR campaign type stuff. That's the only oh, thing that they're there for is to lift that weights makes sense. and get big AF. Because like WWE wrestler Bobby Lashley, when he was in the army, that was pretty much his job was to just eat tons of food and lift weights. That actually makes more sense because yeah, I'm yeah, sitting there going sense. to be that big out in the on a battlefield. Yeah, that makes what I no was sense. And it was like, oh, let's give him the 60. Of course, they're going to give the big guy mm-hmm. the big gun at the end that it's not even kicking him back. I know it's a fake gun, but still, it's like, come on, man. You could have sold it a little bit more. Nope. He's just that much of a brute. He's side, he's side firing a 60. <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, they've got big dudes in the Marines. I mean, yeah. they got big dudes, but yeah, Swede was. No. Look, you can you can be fit. You can be cut. But, like, this guy's calves have been social distancing since 1982 <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty good i'll give you that thank you i almost stumbled that one but i pulled it in, i pulled it in a clutch right there yeah you almost <laughs> bailed he might one. be at the arnold convention this weekend for all we know he's not no. probably not no by the way uh, speaking of which nate you want to go there sunday they're having slap fighting finally are they really Ooh, i love, I love watching those videos get, uh, man that'd be incredible <laughs> if only slap the hell back 
parking downtown during the Arnold Convention isn't the you walk. literal nightmare. You walk, oh, dude. No, yeah, we'd have to Uber to somewhere and walk. When Dan and I worked around the downtown area, you parked like way out of the way and you walked around that yeah. weekend. Yeah. There was a couple times. Did we go to a hockey game that was going on during? Yeah, they have a hockey yes. game going on this Saturday. I'm like, yeah, yeah there's always a hockey game during there. the Arnold Fitness, and we parked. God, dude, I don't even know how far away we parked. And the walked. worst, we parked back past where Huntington Parks, uh, the new stadium parking area. Oh yeah, was, and now that's where the new crew stadium is i was gonna say that's Back the new way, stadium yeah. area that's right a there. hike yeah yeah it dude, was it, is. it dude, is what's worse that than that is, is trying to go to like thurman's or schmidt's yeah because now you're going on the complete opposite end of where you're trying to get well, to that, but everyone else goes, goes there. there yeah honestly the easiest place we ever ate was um the one restaurant that was across the street from the Blue Jacket Stadium, the one where we mixed all our food together. You go oh, and get all BD's your own. Mongolian Grill. Yeah, BD's oh, okay. was the easiest place to get into, and it was yeah. fifty yards from you know the Blue Jackets. Yeah, well, they go to like Thurman's and stuff though because they get like five beef patties and smash them because they're all big protein out. They have the heads. the yeah. one that's off menu, the Thurmanator, the Thurmanator, and then everybody goes to Schmidt's because it's a sausage autobahn. And that's where Arnie goes. And it's it's awesome. It's it is Arnie. Awesome. Well, speaking of the M60 machine gun, back as we get back to the Swede, let's talk about our other favorite line from this movie, mm-hmm. which made one of the other more fi- famous guns even more famous. Good Lord, what was that? Sir, that's an AK-47 assault weapon. The preferred weapon of our enemy. It makes a very distinctive sound when fired at us, sir. Yes, it does, doesn't it? All right. No way he's going to get a hold of an AK-47 and live rounds to fire at his commanding officer and platoon during a non-live fire exercise. It's gunny, though. He can do what he wants. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. First I want to in the trailer. It's not Tom Gunny Highway. Gunny is his rank. He's a gunnery sergeant. And all gunny gunnery sergeants are called gunnies. Yeah, but everyone calls him Gunny. Call him Tom. Who called him Tom? I do. Well, I'm just saying, everyone in this movie called him Gunny the entire his, time. His, uh, his wife, ex-wife. She called him dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. I was gonna say uh, she had all the uh, Mary called him Gunny, if I'm not mistaken. His she called him. Well, she called him Highway. Um, the, his old buddy called, called him Tom Highway. But yeah, yeah, I get yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it, they examples. rarely called him the right name. Yeah, Swede was like you know Gunny. I'm afraid of heights, which is hysterical because he's already a very tall man. And he's like, hey, ah, you know, jumping out of a plane's not a natural act. So enjoy the view. I don't care how tall you are. You can still be afraid of heights, dude. I don't like heights. I don't like heights. You're short though. That's um, true. Can we pl- let's play a commercial? Is it, I, I think we all need to take a break. Yeah, let's take a break.
Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famer on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is the one-man goldmine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more you know i want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night and just jeff dogs don't lay eggs <laughs> i hate you so much talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting so if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers actors prioritized their mental health became entrepreneurs avoided burnout or got into scare acting you need to go check out i know you hear me and tales from the haunt Available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and trivia. Not only that, Frank... But you will find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and the Friday Night Fights each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So please join us at the Monster Movie Stopdown. Your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview trivia, laughs, and of course me, Stompy. And from. And then I told the snake, I don't care how much you want to charge me for that donut. I do not want walla cream filling. Fun story, oh, hey, uh, welcome back to uh, Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast talking about Heartbreak Ridge. Uh, I got I got scolded during the commercial break. I don't yell at him say real good. Scolded. I, I got <laughs> I got yelled at. So I think one of the things that's kind of difficult when covering this movie is the fact that this is a drama. Because like Dan said, like the last 20 to 30 minutes is actual like a war movie where like usually we cover crazy over the top. The machine gun never, you know, runs out of ammo. Yeah, the movie's I pick. Force 2. Yeah. And then like this one's much more grounded in reality to an extent, even though there's no way anyone's ever going to get off the bunker that many times off base back and forth. But you're seeing more of a human side to each soldier. Because you I, want I, these guys to bond, you want them to succeed. I, I agree. I agree with a lot of that. I think what it is is there's when it when they leave the base, it's nothing but a drama movie. Like the whole thing between yeah, him, him and trying his to get his ex wife and he's her. Trying to get these guys to like, you know, get their life in order, kind of. He gives yeah he gives the one guy money because he needs extra money for the kids and all this other stuff. He's kind of bonding with Peebles as it goes through. 
But the reason why this one fits the criteria is there is enough action to where I've grown up with this movie in my mind as an action movie. You know, they 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 have the big brawl in the water pit, you know, as one of the training exercises, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, you know, where they're all trying to throw each other out of the water pit. The Swedes carrying like two or three people at one time, you know, it's and then you get Gunny and the Major go at it. Also, the Major, I also realized watching it last night, and you since Dan's already brought up Steven Seagal, he was the guy that was in uh, Under Siege 2 that they did his hair blonde. He's the one that looks like Race Bannon. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. I don't know. Huh, Wait, is that the I would have not known that. Yeah, the one with the train. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. Dark territory. Yeah, but we had done something where I had talked about doing a live action like Johnny Quest, and that dude is who I would always want to play yeah. Race Bannon, and it was because he had blonde hair and that, but this is him with the darker hair in this one who would, you, also, who, who would you would you do a cgi bandit or would you do actual living dogs i i think to do live action i don't want cgi animals i because I, bandit didn't talk bandit was just a dog that you know it's all he ever did you know, like a good dog. Yeah. You yeah. Like that? <laughs> that was actually like a really good dog. i've been <laughs> been working on my voice acting now that we got some voice actors in the podcast network. I, I feel like I've had to up my game. We all have to, you know, start upping our game a bit. We got to elevate ourselves, which isn't happening in this episode. Wait a minute. That's fine. We have to elevate ourselves? Yeah. Not I have elephant. to stand up and do this now? If you want. The team Don't. in this movie elevates themselves during that laser tag with the giant laser tag, like, chest pieces gear and yeah. like the, the backpacks know, of batteries or tv <laughs> attached to their gun you know with the laser <laughs> and i like when they the get shot a screeching noise i just i just want okay okay yeah, i was trying to and then he tells him to turn it off it makes a lot of racket i was trying to make that point yeah yeah i'm turning that down um no but i was just sitting there going i think the more dangerous thing in that entire uh training exercise would have been the radiation from those flipping things right like <laughs> everyone had microwaves from the 50s <laughs> that they were carrying around <laughs> giant flashlights on the ends of their guns yeah. they survived grenada but they died from the great laser cancer wait wait did they all survive grenada no it's just a moment of trying to think because like like in my mind i'm like all right like drama piece drama piece yeah. training exercise of them like Climbing the tower, you know, rappelling down. Um, there's a really great scene where the one guy's like, "My rifle doesn't work. This thing's a piece of shit," you know. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, I think like, what is it? Eastwood like collects it. He's like, "No, it was profile that it. did it." Well, no, no, Forgetty. I think was oh, when he's his weapon was he's, like, he's like, "This stupid guy don't change anything." And, yeah, and Eastwood grabs it, was like, "Give it to me, you stupid perfect shit." Perfect bullseye. Yeah, That's and then right. yeah, and then profile almost killed everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eastwood ups his game by calling him prophylactic. That was pretty funny. There's yeah. so many um, terms of endearment in this movie. That's I guess. a lot of one-liner type of things like that. Yeah, like slams and stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff that we can't play. Yeah, there's a drops. lot of it, too, where it's like, ooh, this has not aged well whatsoever. Well, and it I'm didn't, also like, it's a time period, but I'm also like, it's the Marines. No, like, no, uh, no. You're going to love this part, then. Uh, this movie was originally intended to be a puff piece for the Marines. They were funding this. They were yeah. oh, behind really? this. Yeah. 
Yeah. This was actually supposed to this help. This was just them. a recruitment Hollywood video, basically. Like, like Top Gun. Ugh. Yeah. It yeah, was supposed to like yeah. It was a, its original intention was to shine light on even their Toys for Tots campaign that they were doing. After watching the first screening of this, they backed out. Yeah. And it was because of how the Marines were depicted in language. The the three big military puff piece films like that were um this one, Top Gun, and Megaforce. Um not Megaforce. Yeah. So you think you don't know what they got top secret. Uh, technically it was uh Navy SEALs that we got Ooh, we also Navy covered. SEALs. Yeah, you know what it's even in the title for that one. Because, like, yeah. you can't do it with, like, First Blood Part Two or Commando, you know? Even though that probably did more recruitment it than probably all of did. those movies. <laughs> it got George Bush on board. That's all I know. So <laughs> then, as this movie is progressing, uh, obviously the recon squad were the, the screw-ups, the goof-offs. No one and, respected them. Yeah, when they'd come into the military, they took them. when they're succeeding. Yeah. They would come in and they would just throw them over here in this platoon because the guy that ran the base was trying to make his own elite specialists. And so yeah, he but was he like, wasn't just, good at it. No, that, that was the other kick. No, 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 no. He was dog ass. They, they he literally was his job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was the worst. But that's why he got promoted up because he was in the military. So you he, stuck he, and you get promoted upwards. He staged upwards, his own ambush training scenario where he knew where the ambush yeah. was going to happen for his team by the recon, and then Clint Eastwood screws it all up because he makes his guys actually go out there and try to win, and the guy gets mad because that was my training thing, and it's like, it kind of makes it easy when you know when the ambush is coming, doesn't it? Major? Yeah, yeah, he, he he's, <laughs> like, he's like, how am I going to train my men? And, and Eastwood's like, look, none of this is any good if my guys go out and just get dead. Yeah, what's yeah, the purpose? It was a really what good was point. it? He, he said he go. They talk about you're no one's ready to go to war. If we went to war, you're planting half these men. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what he said to. And, him. and the thing is, too, it's like recon and the mil- and the Marines are badasses. <laughs> They're like the first <laughs> so, to go. That's, yeah. So why would you put the f ups? Why would you put f troop? In in the recon platoon, make them be like potato peelers and people that like bring you the wrench and and, yeah. and just you know stuff like that instead of making them recon. But so you know, so they they go okay. Well, we're going to send this guy. He's getting ready to get mandatory retirement anyway. He's going to be done. He's he's, he's just riding out whatever. Yeah, he's seven hundred ninety three yeah. years old. <laughs> And the only job, and he doesn't want to leave the Marines because it's always done since you know he got done dropping out of the eleventh grade, and he 11th, wants eleventh hell. To- I bet ninth, yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, you know, so they're like, okay, send him here, just shut him up. He's an old codger, just make him go away. Yeah. And he goes there and he trains this this group. So when the shit hits the fan and they have to go to Grenada, which that's ba- all based on true. It is events. Um, well, I don't think any of the soldiers had a credit card and they were able to, you know, call somebody on the phone like Van Peebles did. But nonetheless, when they do that, they show that, you know, some of his tactics are still valid. 
so it's one of those things where the movie breaks down, and like Nate said, it's a lot of drama in this, and you know you got the action at the at the the end of it, but a lot of this movie breaks down as, you know, he's an old he's an old head, and his tactics worked to a certain level. His tactics worked for certain things, but. You well, know, that's that's every, the moral of the story right. was uh, there's always room for that type of mentality. Well, yeah, see, I, I like, took it the opposite direction. I took it as, yes, your tactics worked, but eventually everything that's old like that gets supplanted by newer technology, newer training, newer this, newer that, newer whatever. So it's like, this is your last hurrah. Get it in now. But you know that sounds weird to me because the way i took, I took it, it was though. was no one wanted him there because any the major literally tells him that he is like antiquated he he is yeah, they, he, he i asked yeah. i asked for new and they give me you know relics. you basically yeah, relics. i asked for marines they send me relics i think is what he says or something but yeah. his training techniques was what he was taught and they talk about Heartbreak Ridge so much, which is a previous battle he fought mm-hmm. at a younger time with his, basically his CO and the other guy. But it was all of his like down and dirty tactics. Even how he talked to the top brass was, it was better than, it kept showing up the major. And I, I looked up one thing because I was pretty sure I read this and you just, you mentioned it a second ago. The use of a credit card to place a long-distance landline fire support is based on an actual event in the Operation Urgent Fury Grenada Action. Oh, really? That's awesome. A U.S. (laughs) Navy SEAL rescuing the Governor General placed a card call to the SOCOM, which brought an AC-130 gunship to bear on an APC that was firing on them. So they called in a Hercules to fire and that was what they were being fired on in this it movie was an was APC they were in that building yeah it had a turret but it was still an APC but no that was actually based on something <laughs> that happened they used that, a credit card okay that's actually pretty awesome i have to i have yeah. to credit for that but, but no i've always like said, took I, this I, as gunny was proven that old dogs still have a purpose in the military yeah like that's my that was my take on it. That i mean work Again, we can all have our own opinion on what. Yeah, we Yeah, I mean, I mean I there's just, nothing wrong with that. No, and, and I see what you're saying for sure, and and I think on a surface level, I think you're right. But again, it showed me more of eventually everything has to everything has to know when it's time, when it's time, and like he didn't know when he had outlived his usefulness. Like when you're, you know, like there's going to be a time when everything is going to outlive its usefulness where uh, uh, this car is not nearly as good as this car or this whatever is not nearly as good as this, whatever it is. I mean, for, for the love of all that's holy at this point, landline, you know, party lines on, on landline phones were the big thing. And now we're recording a podcast from two different States, three different locations on the computer. We can see each other, everything else. So, my point is that everything has to know when it's time. He didn't know when it's time until finally he was like, Oh yeah, I'm done. He, he, at when the did end, he say that? Oh, at the end, when at the end, when it was like, when he's sitting there 
and everything's after the at the end of Granada and everything's going there and he's just sitting there with a cigar and he's pretty much just like you can just see in his eyes and he's like okay that's pretty much it I didn't and say I, yeah, what I got out of it was he was oh. just gonna take on like the next recruitment that's what I, I, I took it as yeah, he was I, I he saw was validated oh, I no. saw sadness in his eyes and then when he gets back his ex-wife's waiting on him and he just walks away with her like okay I'm done with the core now I you know I I've out I, I've, I've Put in my I time. I'm done. I don't think that at all. And I'm, yeah, I'm ready to like go. Be a civilian kind of thing. I think he got his life back. Going to be in it. Yeah. I, I I think he find he's like I got her back. I'm back in the core. They may. I mean, eventually they force you out. Oh yeah, no, you, he, he was, was about out. Up. Yeah, he but, was about out regardless. He's like you tried to make a mockery out of me, but and I here, proved you all wrong. Here's everything that led up to that, which is the reason why I feel like this is. This is his validation the entire time. And this is the kind of like the final thing right before Dan says he's sitting there and he's looking off. Who's in charge here? I am, sir. Major Malcolm Powers. Did you lead this assault? Lieutenant Ring and Gunnery Sergeant Highway disobeyed a direct order, sir. I told them to wait for support, but they still charged up this hill. Why? Because we're paid to improvise, sir. Overcome, adapt. I gave the order to take this hill, sir. Ring, this is going to ruin your career. Are you new to the infantry, Major? Yes, sir. Come over from supply. Were you good at that? Yes, sir. Well, then stick to it. Because you're a walking cluster as an infantry officer. This is a Marine amphibious unit, Major. My men are hard chargers. Lieutenant Ring and Gunny Highway took a handful of young fire pissers, exercised some personal initiative, and kicked ass. Good work, Lieutenant. Thank you, sir. Well, you're dismissed. It was after that, Gunny's still sitting there, mm-hmm. and the guy looks at me and goes, well, what are you still doing here? And he goes, yeah, I forget what he says, but he just, like a yes, sir, or whatever, and salutes right. him and walks off. But to me, it was like, he just got, A, he got the other guy, like, demoted. He was probably given an award for everything he just did right there, storming the hill and taking it. He has his cigar, a Cuban cigar, too, because they were fighting Cubans. And it's that moment of, I'm still worth a damn. I'm still valid in times now. And then he gets his, to me, it was the ultimate victory for him. I showed everyone up that I'm not too old for this shit. I got my ex-wife back. I, you know, I have, you know, told, showed everyone above me that we're still worth it. And I can still be here. That's what I took from. Being war vet, which, you know, that ended in 53. Granada was 83, so you're talking 30 years later. So 50, and like, at least and, like somewhere around the 50s. Yeah, 60s, so we're talking yeah, 30, yeah. 30 years later of him still being able to be like prove himself and prove the tactics that worked in that war. And it was just because this he, four-day battle. He didn't want an, a desk job. He never, like his buddy went into the desk job part, you know, pushing papers, being in charge of certain things, and Gunny... I mean, Gunny was actually working in, I guess, essentially you could call it logistics at the beginning of the movie because that's where they just stuck him. They didn't have anywhere else to put him because the one guy's trying to uh, con him into hooking him up with some military surplus that he can make some extra money. And Gunny's like, no, screw you. You know, get out of here before I punch your head off. Um, I took this as the ultimate, like, validation kind of movie. It's like, I'm not too old for this shit. My tactics still work. And he, to me, I think he was still taking on like all the new tech. He asked 
the major for night vision goggles for his men. He's like, why don't we have that? Why do I got to fill out a requisition form? That's kind of stupid. Even telling the commanding officer, I think it's stupid that we got to sit around here and fill out forms when my guys should already have the shit they need. And the guy's like, yeah, you're right. You, you know, mm-hmm. everything was just a validation for him as it continued going, just proving him right in the way he, his mindset, his tactics as an old Marine. Well, that's the thing too, is like everything he was proved, whenever he was proving something right, it was to another old Marine. It was to another old head there waiting on him and stuff like that. And like you said, you're right. Those tactics work then, but, and I, I'm, I'm well, not war, military. War, and I've not war been changes. Military. Yeah. War and, changes, I've, and I've period. not been military. I'm not military or whatever, but no. I have to assume too, that if he went off command and did his own thing, he would have had his ass ripped for that. I Regardless mean, of the outcome, you went off command, you disobeyed the direct order of your superior, you're going to get your ass ripped. Period. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't know what would have happened because but I think again, he did it because he was like the hell with it. This is my last chance to ever especially be in combat. You know, he may have been able to to train for another year, two years, whatever it is back at the base, but you know, as a 50 some odd year old man, he's not getting another combat mission. But also there's, there's also a part that I think it, it, they don't stay on it very long that it wasn't gunny who decided to take the hill. It wasn't gunny. That was just like effort. Let's do this. It was the Lieutenant that wrongly led the guys into the building where they had to call the air support with the credit card. That was the guy that said like, I accidentally got, uh, profile killed yeah correct. profile dies yeah. in this yeah he goes i yeah. i got him it was my call gunny's trying to stop him so they were on their mission when they first like when they took the bridge mm-hmm. they're on mission when because that was when they get to the city that's when they all kind of reconvene again and the major sends him up to check out the heavy artillery that was supposed to be sitting up there, which is up via the APC. Right. They get buried down by the APC because Lieutenant makes a bad judgment call. They finally get that called off and they're literally right there knowing that the, anyone could come down on them from above. Also, the other guys were pretty much given up at that point. It wasn't even that much of a battle. They ran up the hill, threw a grenade in the room, and they all gave up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. So it wasn't like he completely disregarded command. It was Major wanted his war. That That's the other underlying thing in this yes. movie we didn't talk about. The Major is like, they do the first alert. He was a glory it, hound. He was looking for that mm-hmm. because... Every time he introduced himself, I was major, whatever his name was, from um, the school. I can't think of the name of the school um, where the cadets come from. West Point? Uh, not West Point. Yeah, that's, that's a, Army. Uh, Annapolis. That's might the Navy be it, uh, Academy. The anyway. Marines, do Marines go through Annapolis as I well? I know Marines I'll, are a department of the Navy type of military. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead. But, but he keeps... Instead of saying, hey, I was in this division, I was in this division, he always says, I can't, I, I was in this class. I was in this class when it's I. Like, some people always need that title because that's the only thing they can like focus on, you know? Well, I can tell you growing up, I was, my first three years of life was on a military base. I don't remember it. I was three. 
but my dad was army and my yeah, like dad my first year was on a military base but yeah. I was I was a baby you know yeah I, I I have zero other than pictures but I also was raised by a dad that was military he you know treated once I was old enough it was like boot camp sometimes especially if I was screwing up oh yeah there was no sleeping in yeah. past like 7 a.m. growing up. Oh, and yeah. Then, like, like, if I something needed to be done, you were up. I got water tossed on me. One time, I was like 19. I came home at like 6 in the morning from a night of drinking. And my dad and you? Grandpa were... I, I slept in my back seat of my car because <laughs> I didn't have a place to stay. And then my dad and Grandpa were sitting on the deck. And like I came pulling into the driveway. And they're laughing like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I, I need to get to bed, like, in an actual bed. I slept in my car. And they're like, you're, they're you're like, going to get nah, an hour. <laughs> yeah, like, an hour at that. And then you're, you're back, you know, there's stuff that needs done. And I was just like, ugh, yeah. no. But the, the reason I was bringing that up is, like, Dad would tell me things in the military. And he goes, the, le- the, the people that had the least amount of respect, and, at least in the Army, were people he called butter bars, which meant they went through academy, like, school, yeah. And came in as an officer, which yeah. means they didn't have to do boot. They didn't. I mean, they do a type of boot, but it was not like a an actual enlisted, man. enlisted guy. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. I know nothing yeah. about. Yeah. So, so dad would tell me that stuff all, dude. Yeah. When I my was grandfather would same use the same terms, butter same terms, stuff like that. Yeah. Dad handed me his uh, infantryman handbook when I was like fourteen. It told you how to fold, how to make your bed, how to keep your you know stuff you know, around your cot. And I had to make my bed. I had to do everything like that with what I had in my room. That was my dad when I was a teenager. He's not as hard, you know, constant, but it was like, especially if I screwed up, like if I was grounded, it was military time. It was boot camp time. I got oh, up yeah. and he got up to go to work. Go ahead, Dan. Was no. you looking up some stuff? Yeah. So to become so it looks like obviously you can become a marine you can become an enlisted marine no problem just like an enlisted in the army yeah yeah but the marine corps selection process for again like you said high high end brass butter bar uh, soldiers things of that nature yeah they come through the naval academy so it's Annap- so annapolis you can start yes yeah, so annapolis so you can start to process at any point in your first three years at the Naval Academy during your fourth class or and third class years. Uh, at that point, anytime in your second class year, you can go and, and talk to your Marine folks and mm-hmm. everything else and get ready for it. And then you have to go through what's called the Leatherneck uh, training Mm-hmm. for you know to to get to basically you know be able to go in as a as a marine um it's a type officer. of officer yeah yeah so the le- so that's why they're called leathernecks sometimes it's because they go through a leatherneck type of thing i guess yeah so yes yeah, so high-end marine officers it looks like they go through annapolis as well yes yeah, yeah so the point was he it, never it brought up sense. i mean that's what they are marines or navy when he was like introducing himself and trying to have Mm -hmm. his accolades they also make the point throughout the entire movie like anytime clint eastwood's in his uniform everyone's looking at his uh ribbons all the fruit salad yeah yeah the fruit salad the medals uh they they, you know he had like the uh what was the big one for that there's there's two it wasn't like well he i know he had like he had a congressional medal of honor 
But he didn't wear that. As he didn't wear it, but I think yeah. that's when uh, Mario Van Peoples finds out about it. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the Congressional Medal. I think that's the one I was trying to think of to make. I didn't want to screw it up. There's yeah, different medals, and there's some, yep. some you can get, some you can't get, you know, stuff like that. But. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but that's basically heartbreak that, ridge that's, that's yeah. the movie they they, they yeah, take grenada it really is and yeah. and like i said it's fantastic i really do like this movie quite a bit and like i said i have a lot of nostalgia for it as well um you know so i i as soon as you recommended it this was the one i put my hand up you for. were jumping up and down yeah I, well it's because <laughs> you guys tried to change it to dirty harry which i Ooh. like dirty harry, dirty harry. I, I think it's a great movie but Dan's options were the two he gave, and I went, I want to do Heartbreak Rich. I do like Dirty Harry. You know, I do and then, like Dirty Harry a lot. Then the monkeys yeah. tried to take the keys back from the zoo and tried to do a totally different well, movie than what we were voting on. All right, so on my next vote, do I get a vote before my birthday vote? When's your birthday? June. You have time. Okay, yeah. so I could. Okay, like, so. I mean, the way we rotate it, of Nate, course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nate's like Uno. He's got skip turn like the next three times, though. Well, I thought my I was ungrounded. I have it, Am I grounded again? I have never said you're ungrounded yet. I don't know where oh, you're getting your true, information. That's true. I, I, I just assumed. Because somehow you got the last episode so while grounded. You're welcome, everyone. All right, so we did a 70s episode. This is an 80s. So are we doing a 90s next next episode? I think we're going to jump in. The, I, oh, you know, I remember what we were talking about, and I guess we can we can say it on here. It'll be early Sure, enough. it don't matter. It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want to. Uh, the idea I have was each of us pick a 90s movie and then we let the facebook group or the instagram group vote. i like that yeah okay that's i think that's, I dig it's it. interactive yeah. and yeah, if they that. pick I like when, they, when they group yeah when they if they pick some dog shit it's on them they have to listen to it then. well and that's the thing we kind of stack the deck because we're picking movies we would want to do anyway right. you know what i mean right so I if we each three we pick a movie an asterisk what, where it can't be something too popular well, it's what well, it's if we'll have a conversation before we post it. I'll look at you and yeah. go, "No, Nate, we're not doing that one." I like it. You like that, so you can still I'll be allow technically it. grounded. What we're <laughs> not going to allow is people to add more options to the poll. You not know who all. you are, people in the we're group. We're watching. Camera. Always watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has a a partner in crime when it comes to polls Seth. he does <laughs> well guys i you know what let's let's uh let's do the body count you guys want to do a body count for this one yeah i'm curious nah. about this one. Oh yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah it doesn't matter i'm doing it anyway yeah All right, boys, the body count for a war movie, for an action movie, kind of low. 17. Seven. Oh, 17. Yeah, yeah. Close. Half credit, Dan. Yep. Half Thank credit. It's They kill some Cubans. And prophylactic. And prophylactic, yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, not, not a high body. I mean, it, it was not a very big army they were battling for no. Grenada. Yeah. I know Grenada's not big. I think they but were, they're mostly just gorilla. Yeah, like gorilla uh, cells. I, I think it yeah. was just like, it wasn't like yeah. an army. Right. But they, they had a turret APC, though. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they were able to kill a prophylactic. Nate, have you ever killed a prophylactic? I, I don't think That's how so. he's gotten one of those 32 dependents. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, look how Charlie <laughs> brought it back around. Don't call Mr. IRS. That's <laughs> right. Tis one the season. One day he's, Nate's going to meet uh, a 13-year-old with a full beard. and Are you my daddy? I just he have a feeling that somewhere on the paperwork it says Beefcake Kaffenberger. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that name is somewhere on some legal documents. No. I got two kitties. Yeah, he's got two, two cats. kitties. That's why I can never go back to your house. Yeah, it'll kill you instantly. You'll drop dead. <laughs> I will. That's, that's, our, Dan, that's our Dan Forcefields. We yeah. just own cats. <laughs> that's my Dan Dan tonight. Dan, that's how we Dan, Dan tonight. at Bay. It's cat tonight, basically. Yeah. Uh, cat tonight it will, will put me down, yes, essentially. The only uh, thing that can stop the Dan. That's the only thing. Yeah, by the way, I'm going to start referring to myself as third person from now on. I'm going to speak no, about myself not. as a third person nope. on no. the podcast program. No. No, we're not playing that. <laughs> yeah. You can do that on your show. You can talk to Jimmy about doing it on the wrestling show. I'm not doing it here. You're not the Dan. You're just yeah, Dan. The Dan thinks he's the Dan. That's fine. Let's rate this bad boy. Boom. <laughs> Prophylactic's oh. dead again. Sorry. Yeah. Whenever I hear uh, yell in this movie, I want to say sweet. Uh, let's see. Dan picked this, so Dan's going to go last. Let's get Nate's rating of Kelly's Heroes. Oh, Ten. Kelly's Heroes? Oh, it's been oh. a while, but it's probably like an eight or nine. <laughs> I love Kelly's Heroes, man. It's a great movie. It is. Nate, what, what do you rate this bad boy being? It's the, probably the first time you've watched it all the way through. I, I'm going to give it a six. Um, I didn't okay. hate it. Um, it's one of those in a... 2022 i think there's other war movies worth visiting outside of this one well yeah yeah yeah, you I, know? I, I, like, yeah i'll agree with that i didn't hate my time with watching this i mean that two hours and 10 minutes is a pretty long yeah. two hours and 10 minutes it, it is there's it doesn't necessarily that feel that long though does it i feel like there's just a few things i would trim up honestly i could probably get it down to two hours i really do i think some of the like i said the whole thing with the the the, bo- the new boyfriend with the ex-wife I could trim some of that down. I could trim some of the, uh, honestly, the beginning credits of this movie are extremely long. Like the whole black oh, and white yeah, war like, thing. It's all black and white, which I didn't understand. His Jackie thought it was. She goes, is this that? a black and white movie? And I'm like, just watch the movie. You'll find out in a minute. I didn't want to ruin it. But like, I, need I, don't a, I need to watch a black and white movie. This Dude. is the strongest like Clint Eastwood like war movie even though he doesn't have that many compared to like his westerns and stuff like i don't know it, it's it's perfectly serviceable if you want to just like check it out but yeah it's not something i'll be like all right instantly go to amazon rent this bad boy like you know if you're bored check it out well i am uh i'll just i'll key right off what you just said there my thing was i instantly bought it on amazon it was only like 13 bucks so i for some reason don't have this on dvd which is weird. We had it on VHS for a long time. Matter of fact, I think it was recorded off of a movie channel or something. Um, this is probably one of my favorite Eastwood movies because I, it's completely rewatchable. I can watch this over and over again. If it's on television, I can start it at any point. Um, I'm going to rate it uh, probably about seven and a half because it is long. It is, 
you're you're not and i'm not i'm not ever going to deny the fact that there's a lot of drama in this quotation mark action movie but i feel like somehow it works the dry humor from clint eastwood the energy from mario van peebles the action battle scenes aren't like totally bad they're the the bulldozer thing is a little silly because it's like just shoot the cab i don't know why they kept shooting at the blade that actually happened in granada it did but i don't think it happened like that like the dude was on top of the cab actually used yeah bulldozer which is like oh that's kind of cool and that's probably not the style bulldozer that would have been sitting at granada at the time of granada we're talking about a no cab you ever seen tremors you remember the the old cat they fire oh, up for that yeah, one. Yeah. Probably look more like that, where if you did raise the bucket, it looked more like an armored vehicle going. But that's another besides the point. I think there's enough action into it. It is a movie of its time. They use slurs. There is a ton of language in this movie. This one probably rivals up there along the lines of like Last Boy Scout, Die Hard, stuff like that for the amount of profanity it's listed on imdb under severe because every other like one-liner is them dropping the f-bomb or calling someone that never bothers me it's just all the slurs oh it didn't bother me i'm just stop it it just kept going and going what what bothers me is when i i know there's a line from a movie i love and it has an f-bomb and i can't put it on the show i know that's a rule of my own making but I stand by it. You know, I, I still like try to keep that one line of being, I'm not going to cross that. So I don't put those drops in there. So it makes it a lot more challenging. That's why we got a gunshot in what I think is my favorite l- dialogue in the entire movie, you know, with the, the top brass I think the dressing down the major. Wonderful addition. I was like, I could have beeped it. I thought about nope. an explosion, gunshot. but I was like, Ooh. I have gunshots. It works. Explosions be cool too. So uh, this this is a movie that's high in nostalgia for me. Like Dan, I remember watching it with my dad. It's one of my dad's favorite type Clint Eastwood movies. Um, so seven and a half for me. That's solid. Dan, all right. So the, pick. Dan, uh, the Dan would like to rate this one. No, I'm not allowed to rate it. <laughs> not as the Dan, but if Dan would like to rate it, he may. All right, let me check with him and see if he wants to do it. Okay. All right, he said here, do this one for you. Tell him I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, like, hey. Okay. All right, so he told me to tell you guys that he's going to rate this at around a seven. I hate you. Because, again, the nostalgia value of this helps quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah. Watching it again. Look, man, I'm I'm 45 years old, almost 46 years old. I was raised watching movies where it's F this, F that, F you, you're an F, you're a, a, a C, S, and F, B, Q, R. And, and not all those Fs are F, U. T, T, We'll just put R, it that way, too. H, yeah. These so, are some I mean, harsh letters. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm you. obviously, I, I've seen those movies. I'm used to them. I can watch it. It's fine. We're a product I, I of understand. that generation, man. It was I, I understand normal. that those, those are in there, and I, I yeah. get all that. Um, But there is a certain time and a point, at least for me, 
where I got to the point where I was like, all right, look, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's already in the movie. I got it. Yeah, I, I not, get it. Yeah, we're not gonna recut of it. Right. Know, so so I, I I understand all that. But still watching it now, I'm like, eh, okay. So that bugged me a little bit. Um Van Peebles to me is a wish.com Wesley Snipes. Don't you hate on our Van Peebles? Why is he gotta do this? I don't know. And I ah. don't think how do I describe his acting style? Awesome. Um, Peebly. Dog shit. Yeah, that's the one. Come so, on. Um, so that's not even right. With Van Peebles in this movie, he... was there certain moments of ADR that has not aged well? I was noticing that's that not big his time. Fault. No, that's, that's not. not. It's just the way that the movie was like, uh, I guess, remastered or yeah. yeah, transferred. You could definitely tell there was some audio issues with the HD cut. It wasn't yeah. so much the picture was bothering me. It was the audio for this one, which was strange. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So his character on this, I get it's fine. It's some con- a lot of comic relief and stuff like that. Okay, fine. But eh. yeah, because it, it wasn't all him. It was the entire yeah, group. He sucks. So um, if we could have got like Wesley Snipes instead of him for that, then nah, I'd have been cool with that. Uh, but again, picking on our boy. I like, like I said, I like to, you can't, you can't lift, move your mic. It just drops back down in front of your, your big giant head. Just so, making a statement. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a seven at, at the end of the day. Yes. I like heartbreak Ridge. I can watch it. It reminds me of, of my papal. And I, I love that. But to watch the movie, kind of like Nate said, it's serviceable. It's fine. Uh, it's not one of my top war films, but it's good. Yep. And I like the fact that when Eastwood sent it to video, he delivered it in a tank. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. I remember <laughs> Explain. Seeing, okay. So I remember seeing this story back when this movie came out on the news mm-hmm. is the movie was coming out and he was very proud of it and he directed it and all this other stuff. So they a publicity stunt was he drove a tank to like a blockbuster or a video store or whatever it was and got out of the tank and handed them a copy of heartbreak ridge basically and that was a whole publicity thing that they amazing did. yeah so that was pretty and, cool. and to retcon a little bit of something here is even though the marines were like no we're not going to back this movie because that's not how we really are um a lot of Marines have come out over the years. And said that's really that's how exactly works. how the military yeah. talked and how oh, we yeah. acted, Look, which is why it was. Yeah, this was our grandfather's and our father's movie. We were introduced to it. So, of course, them being military, this was. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Right. Oh, yeah. I used to say that all the time. Then it's like, my son, watch this movie now. This is this was like what it was like for me. Oh, this is cool, Dad. Again, we're a product of our time. If I had Anthony watch this movie, which I haven't yet, not that I won't. Like I said, it's got some foul language in it and some weird, you know, odd topics. There are, but, and there are two boob views. One in a magazine yeah. and one when they rescue the... Uh, yeah, that was like really out of nowhere. <laughs> that was weird. It didn't like, be in there at all. Why was she even in the shower? Because everyone else was holed up in a room. Right. Just a gratuitous 80s boob shot. 
even uh, to me, no, I was like, I understood all the posters, like in I the barracks. It was just strange for like a Clint Eastwood movie to no. have something gratuitous. Like I that. agree with that. That's not yeah. something you normally see in a Clint yeah. Eastwood movie. You know what this movie needs? Boobs. Put some knockers in it. It Canon do this? I don't think Canon. Yeah, this. right. No, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said though. Like, okay, so uh, my grandfather on my on my dad's side, I watched this with. He was a World War II vet. My yeah. grandfather on my mom's side was a Korean War vet. Your father was not quite Vietnam era, right? No, it was uh, after Vietnam. Right. Dad was stationed in Korea, um, but non non wartime serving. Right. Yeah. Um, my my father was in after that, and then my brother just got out a couple, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. So, like, we have a pretty good lineage of people that have been in the military. Yeah. And up until recent times, yeah, that's how they talked in the military. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, yeah, that, that's that. Yeah, it was you're effing I, this up. Don't f this up anymore. I, I'm gonna f you in your a. And when I'm done effing you your a, I'm gonna go ahead and get an h, and I'm gonna uh, s you in the the p, and then I'm gonna q you right upside your r. Once again, these letters are very harsh. Um. Also, I'm gonna say while you did say up until about now, they still do. I was gonna say, yeah, I feel like that still happens. They, they, no, I, they, they, they do. They do to an extent, not quite to that level, because mm-hmm. that's why people are starting to get, you know, lawsuits and stuff against them oh, in the military at this point. That, but. That's the point. There's lawsuits because it's still going on. Oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Like yes, it's <laughs> it's it's I, finally starting to curb a little bit. But yeah. I'm involved with the veterans in the area. Yeah. I know them well, and we have conversations, yeah. so yeah. I know what they talk. <laughs> All right, man. I think we, we we've driven this this one. This yeah, one I think we've ground. gotten as much as we can out of this one. Yep. All right, then we will go to the end here. First and foremost, the Dan would like to thank Mountain Empire Comics in Bristol and Kingsport, Tennessee. If you're in the area and you need comics or toys or anything else. Go see those fine folks. You can check them out on Facebook, and maybe Diane will even mail them to you. I don't know. You know I can edit out every the you put in this. The next thing that the Dan would like to do is make sure that everyone goes out to our sister, brother, cousins, second generation's uncle podcast. Roommate. Yes, exactly. Uh, podcast, and that includes the Good Beer, Bad Movie Night podcast, the Monster Movie Stomp Down there you go. I know you can hear me. And Tales from the Haunt. Check all those out as well. And you're obviously going to check out the horror movie because that's on this feed. Yes. And you're going to check out Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Yes. And obviously the crown jewel of the network, the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast starring the Dan and one Professor Jimmy Badstreet. Yeah, I heard about the nicknames today. That was yeah. You like that? Uh, yeah. Dan Dan got his nicknames, Nate. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. He got his nicknames. It only took like two weeks. Yeah, I know, did. right? I know. Two episodes it only took two episodes. Yeah. So, uh, yes, the second episode, as you will hear this, actually, the third episode maybe get ready to drop at that point. Uh, no, when I does... think it's. I think we're we haven't recorded it probably, but it hadn't dropped yet. Well, if it in the future, you're every two weeks, right? Yeah. So that means your episodes will drop 
two days after the action episodes. Yeah. So yeah. your third episode will come out two days after this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how, that's so how, how time works. Um, check that out. Also, we are working on a lot of projects behind the mics, behind the scenes, yeah. behind the screens, on a lot of different things out there. So yeah. stick around for that. So we've got some cool stuff coming. Um, again, I know I've already thanked Joshua once, but thanks again for, for that great interview. If you haven't heard it, please go back and listen to it. It is obviously different than a lot of the other shows we do on here. Uh, on the action side of things, the, the guys have done interviews on the horror side, uh, but it's fantastic. It's definitely worth a listen. And oh, yeah. uh, oof, check out our socials. Get on there. Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. We TikTok? Not yet. I'm lazy. No. Periscope? No. Is that even around know. anymore? What is that? What, MySpace? Yeah, we're on MySpace. Yeah, okay. we are on MySpace. Check out MySpace and see if you can find that on there. Uh, there you go. can always email us at, uh, let's see if I can do this on my card, G-M-A-M. No. G, 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 I got it on my card. G-M-B-M-A-M-P-O-D at gmail.com. Well, then why am I doing it if you can do it without the card? I don't know. I don't either. Like and share our podcast wherever you listen to us. We really appreciate all of that. It's the best way you can help out the podcast. Get in the Facebook groups. Get interactive. Start talking. If you listen to the show and you're not in the group and you're not saying something, we will find you and we will hunt you. We have a very particular set of skills, and we will do it. Don't. And those skills aren't podcasting, so don't worry. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about that at all. Yeah. Maybe. Or talking. We really for, suck at that as well. For some people, maybe, but not. Entertainment are, value. Words are eh. hard. Not yeah. the okay. uh, Beyond that, I'm I'm pretty well uh, solid, I think. I think I did all the prerequisite stuff. Nate, you, I see you're not wearing any sleeves. That's nice. What kind of shirt is that tonight? Anyway. I got a guar shirt on. Guar. Nice. Now, what, what's, your, what's your blankie? You're, you're all snuggled up. I in. got an Evil Dead blanket that I'm all snuggled up in. Very so, nice. I like that. That's good. This is Charlie's very neat. That's very neat. Charlie, you're just wearing a black T-shirt. As always. Yeah, good, good. Okay. It's gray. It's uh, black or very dark gray. I'm like Batman. Nate, you want to tell anybody anything before we're done? Hashtag free Nate. Charlie? No, we're not letting that trend. Hashtag free Nate. <laughs> we're not letting that trend. All right. Until next time, I'm Dan. That's Nate. That's Charlie. Uh, Charlie? You got anything to to add? Sweet, 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 sweet. I knew you'd say that. Are you new to the infantry, Major? Yes, sir. Come over from supply. Were you good at that? Yes, sir. Well, then stick to it, because you're a walking cluster as an infantry officer. This is a Marine amphibious unit, Major. My men are hard chargers. Lieutenant Ring and Gunny Highway took a handful of young fire pissers, exercised on personal initiative, and kicked ass!